1: Hello ladies, gentlemen, and all those in between. Pull up a chair because you're just in time for another spot of NXT. My name is Adam, I'm your host, and this is the show where I watch NXT UK because nobody else will. Last week on the show we had NXT Prelude, a very special episode to start off WrestleMania weekend that had nothing to do with WrestleMania whatsoever and really didn't feel all that special. With that said, Tyler Bate beat Noam Dar to become the number one contender for the Heritage Cup, and Volter successfully defeated Rampage Brown to retain his title. I discussed this last week. I really don't know what their plan is for taking the title off of Volter at this point. Every time he's gone up against someone who I thought could be the one, they've never been the one. Sounds like my dating life. Anyway, he's been the champion for almost two years now, and I'm bored to fucking death. Which also sounds like my dating life. Anyway... This week, Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan face off in a feud that's been building for two weeks, really. The Gallus boys will appear on Supernova Sessions, and Saxon Huxley will continue his journey back to Jobberville against Nathan Fraser. This is the April 15th, 2021 episode of NXT UK. Let's dive right in. We start with the opening video this week, then Andy welcomes us to the BT Sports Studios. He tries to make Prelude sound like a major event, and then he rides the coattails of WrestleMania via a recap package featuring Rhea Ripley. Dunn, Storm, Devlin, and Volter at Stand and Deliver and clips from Prelude. From there, we go to the arena where Saxon Huxley is finishing up his entrance. He's here to lose to Nathan Fraser, as mentioned before. Nigel says he wouldn't be surprised to see Fraser at WrestleMania in the future, and the match begins. Fraser takes the waist. It does not go well. Fraser avoids a boot, then a clothesline. He hits a chop and gets yelled at, then he takes a headlock. He tries a sunset flip, gets thrown into the corner, avoids an elbow, and throws on another headlock. Single leg takedown fails, crossbody gets caught, and Fraser gets slammed down hard. Huxley drives Fraser into the corner and squashes him with an avalanche, then a hanging stomp hard across the ring, then a big beal by Huxley. Fraser rolls through the second beal and drop kicks the knee. Off the ropes, and he eats a boot to the face, then Huxley repeatedly slams him into the canvas. A cover gets it too. Fraser out of a body slam. Sax waves off a drop kick and drops an elbow, then a chin lock with a knee to the spine. Saxon tries to put Fraser on the top rope, but Fraser counters into a cross body. A shoulder block accomplishes nothing, then a second accomplishes nothing. A third knocks Huxley to the floor, obviously because he ran back and forth three times before connecting. Fraser then torpedoes himself into Huxley, nearly killing himself on the barricade. Fraser with a chancery, but Huxley blocks the suplex or neckbreaker or whatever he was going for. Fraser flies and nails Huxley in the upper arm with a drop kick. A big frog splash by Fraser gets the three count. Shepard says Fraser will continue to up his stock in NXT UK, but that was hardly what I would call an impressive victory. He got his ass kicked for like five minutes and nailed a couple of top rope moves to get a pinfall. Earlier this week, a disembodied voice talked to Noam Dar and Shaw Samuels. The voice asks Dar how he's feeling following his loss last week, and Shaw screams about Tyler Bates' privilege. Dar says he has friends in high places, so they've got a tag match against Mustache Mountain next week. When we return from break, it is Supernova Sessions time. Dar looks simply dapper in his checkered suit. Dar again mentions the tag match next week and welcomes in Gallus. They sit on the couch and make Dar sit on the plastic chairs, and they add canned laughter. Mm. Dar asks them what they did on holiday and what presents they brought back for him. Mark says they weren't on holiday, they were working. They realized Gallus is held to higher standards and they need to live up to them. Wolfgang says not much. Joe mentions Rampage or says something about going on a rampage and Eddie Dennis appears from the back. Eddie says the only reason Gallus had championships to lose is because they got involved in his business. Joe says he'll fight Eddie next week, since neither of them is dressed for a row currently, and then the new Hunt attacked from behind. Looks like a six-man to me. Meanwhile, Dar sits on the couch eating a breadstick and laughing. He calls for the theme song, and Shepard throws to a video from Sam Gradwell. A disembodied voice tries to ask Sam a question. He says he doesn't have time for this, but then it turns out the door to the UK PC is locked. Dave Mastiff opens the door, calls him a name, and locks it again. When we come back, Mustache Mountain introduced themselves to us earlier today. Trent says, for the very first time, we're in the BT Sports studio. You've been there for months, dude. What the hell? Apparently he meant as a teen, even though he was Tyler Bates' corner man on Prelude last week. But whatever, next week, tag match, sure. Enter uh, uh, Isla Dawn. Really? Really, NXT UK? You gonna do me like this two weeks in a row? What did I ever do to you? Isla is taking on Amelia McKenzie in singles competition this week. The bell rings and they lock up. We dance halfway across the ring for a break in the corner. Isla slaps McKenzie on the break. McKenzie with a kick to the gut and a side headlock off the ropes, and Isla barely takes an arm drag. She does better on the second. Neck breaker by McKenzie for a one count. Dawn throws a drop kick, then lays in some kicks to the chest in the corner. Side suplex by Dawn. Fisherman's is counted into a roll-up for two. Isla reverses an Irish whip and nails a kitchen sink, and the cover gets a two. Dawn locks on a butterfly, but Mackenzie refuses to submit. She breaks free. Isla awkwardly sells some offense. We get the needless roll spear out of the corner, and Dawn kicks out at two. Mackenzie wants a German, but she gets sent into the corner head first, running knee, then the fisherman suplex, but Mackenzie kicks out. Arm trap back suplex lands Dawn right on her shoulder, but she kicks out at two. Dawn counters a German into a victory roll for two. Mackenzie lays some shoulders in in the corner, but a clothesline gets countered with a kick. Dawn with a bridging German for a three count. We get replays, Dawn makes faces, and we go to a promo from the Connors's. Ginny talks to Denny Luna, she promises to defeat her next week, and we go to break. When we return, Shepard says it's a grudge match now Eddie Dennis versus Joe Coffey next week, so not a six man. I'm okay with that. From there, we go to replays from the end of last week's women's tag, Valkyrie and her feather and all that. Last week, Mako spoke to AFA afterwards and accepted her challenge. When is that match? Who fucking knows? Enter Ashton Smith, he's taking on Jack Stars. Piper comes to the ring with Stars. They're holding hands, it's adorable, or it would be if I gave a shit. Why am I now imagining them building Stars to take the belt off Valter? God, what a bad idea that is. The bell rings, Stars wants a single leg, he gets tossed off. Uh, literally, not euphemistically. Phrasing, UK, sorry. Stars pushes Ashton into the ropes and eats a big shoulder block on the return. They lock up, and Smith works the wrist. Stars breaks out, gets a couple of drop kicks, then Smith goes back to the rest and arm. Basically, imagine Stars getting a couple seconds of offense every now and then, and then immediately being overpowered by the much larger Smith. Repeatedly. I really wish I gave a shit about this match. Or that it was already over. By the way, Stars is back to the blue trunks over the black pants, so he's Captain Underpants once again. Piper encourages Stars to continue getting his ass kicked. Stars finally ends one of his many comebacks by countering a black hole slam with a deep roll-up for three. Speaking of things I don't really care about, from there we go to a video on the breakup of Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams, how it took two years of them accomplishing absolutely nothing to get Kenny Williams frustrated enough to turn heel and beat up his partner. Then we go to break. When we return, it is main event time as the mega-jobbers collide. We immediately start with awkwardness as Amir charges the ring, but instead of just going after his former partner, he asks the referee to ring the bell first, because he's a good guy who doesn't want to cheat, you see. Williams then jumps on him, and the referee calls for the bell. We immediately fight to the floor. They brawl around the ring until Amir avoids a charging Williams, who crashes into the steps. Back in the ring, Kenny tries to feign like a knee injury or something to take advantage, and it does not work. We return to the floor, then immediately back to the ring, but Williams catches Jordan on the apron and gets him tangled in the ropes, kind of, for a series of kicks to the side of the head. Williams begins to work on the taped shoulder of Jordan. Jordan is able to get a sunset flip for two. Williams nails a big clothesline off the kick out and gets a two of his own. Williams with some stiff-looking forearms to the side of Jordan's head, and that's another two. Jordan begins to fight back. Williams gets a Northern Lights suplex. He rolls through, nails a kick to the chest, and gets another two. Williams goes back to the shoulder, though this particular submission does not look particularly painful or manipulative. Williams locks on a straight jacket. Jordan fights to his feet and gets sent face-first into the corner. Up top, Williams just slaps Jordan across the face. He wants a superplex, but Jordan fights out. He flapjacks Williams back into the ring, nails a missile dropkick that sends Williams to the opposite corner. Off the ropes of the neckbreaker, Jordan goes up and absolutely crushes Williams with a swanton. Williams still kicks out at two. That was gross. Like... He landed full on Williams' midsection there. Did not land any part of his body on the mat first to break any kind of fall. Just full squish. We trade leverage pins in the middle of the ring for two counts, then an enziguri by Jordan leads to a wacky line by Williams. Double down, followed by a slugfest. Set out face buster gets a two for Williams. Williams then tries to remove a turnbuckle pad. The referee admonishes him, so he tries to remove a second and fails. He gets rolled up for two. We then get an awkward spot in the corner with the referee. Amir avoids a ball kick because he knows it's coming, then a super kick that was obviously reshot gets a two count. Williams goes back to the buckle. He still can't get the middle pad off, but he does get it moved down, so the padded part isn't over the buckle, I guess. He sends Jordan's bad shoulder into the buckle, moves the pad back into position, and then hits his mic checker, flatliner, or whatever he calls it, and pins Jordan for three. This is the correct choice of the two. Kenny Williams is definitely better than Amir Jordan. Um, at this moment, neither of them are particularly... Well, I don't want to say particularly good, but... Um, particularly positioned for anything important. We'll say that. Uh, This was... This was an episode of NXT UK. Uh, That's for sure. None of the matches felt important this week. Nothing this week mattered. Uh, There were no important storylines forwarded. You can't make me give a shit about Jack Stars. And I don't care if Amir Jordan's feelings are hurt. And I don't really think that Nick Fraser's skills were really shown off by him getting his ass kicked by Saxon Huxley for five minutes and suddenly coming back with two moves to win. Coffee versus Dennis should be all right next week. Ginny versus Danny Luna, okay, as long as there's no Isla Dawn. Should be okay. I don't know. They can't all be winners, folks. Until next time, thank you for joining me. As always, stay safe, stay sane, follow your protocols, get your shots, and according to the clock on the wall, tea time's over, bitches. Get back to work.